Do world events or your own stuff have you distracted by worry? Today's Free Your Inner Guru episode is for you if you're stressed out, caught up in your head, and having trouble staying present for yourself and the people around you. I've also got a special message for the girls of Manchester and anyone who may be grappling with the emotion of a peak-to-pit experience. Welcome to Free Your Inner Guru. I'm your host, Laura Tucker. I've got something a little bit different for you today. It's my first 100% off-the-cuff episode. There's been a few things going on over the course of the past week that I feel I must address, especially since one of the early episodes of Free Your Inner Guru and the most popular was about my visit to New York recently and the encounter that I had with the tiny little statue called Fearless Girl. If you haven't listened to that episode, I want to strongly encourage you to go back and take a few minutes and I'll leave a link in the show notes because uh, I was very moved by the idea of what it would be like for little girls to grow up without fear. Coincidentally, over the weekend uh, prior to the attack on the young audience of the Ariana Grande concert in Manchester, my husband and I had been watching the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction that we had on our PVR, and some of the bands that were inducted included Pearl Jam, one of my very favorite um, bands of all time. And uh, and we were sharing stories of when we went to concerts. And in particular, I was sharing about when I went to a ton of concerts in my teens with my best girlfriends. And uh, it was the anniversary, actually, of uh, one of my uh, best friends passed away 12 years ago. So I became very emotional in that whole um, experience of remembering what it was like to be in my young teens going to all these super cool concerts like Corey Hart and April Wine and Loverboy. And then as the acts got bigger and uh, less Canadian, Bruce Springsteen, and uh, the list goes on and on. Those early concerts uh, also included Journey, who were inducted into the Hall of Fame. So I was having quite a moment um, on Sunday night. And then within 48 hours, the horror of the bombing on um, the concert in Manchester happened. And it threw me right back to that time again. And what it brought into focus for me beyond the Today's fear and worry and, you know, international events, global events that affect us all in our minds and in our hearts and at a very deep soul level for many of us. But it also reminded me of what it was like to have a peak experience go as far wrong as possible because I've lived through something like that. And the difference is that for me, my peak to pit experience happened when I was in my early 40s. And even then, I didn't have the bandwidth to process it. And, you know, thinking about all these little girls who, and some weren't so little, obviously, but um, these young, young people who were at their, you know, peak experience of seeing somebody that they really admired and, you know, 
having a really fun time, and then the destruction. That is a peak to pit experience. And, you know, I worry for them, just like I worry about anyone who's vulnerable um, to, you know, fear and the swirl of emotions that goes around these days. I see a lot of distraction. So I want to talk just for a moment to the little girls of Manchester. And I want to tell them this before I get into making this practical for. Um, for us all, because there is a very practical aspect here. But to the little girls who were there, if there's any chance that one day one of you might come across this podcast, I want you to know, first of all, feel your feelings. Do not hide from your feelings. They're big. They're scary. They might be dark. But it's really super important that you talk to people about them. And, uh, and the second thing that I want you to know is that as you're dealing with your grief and the trauma and uh, the attention of the world shifts away, and it will, um, please do not isolate yourself. Talk to people. Talk to your parents. Talk to your siblings. Talk to your teachers. Talk to people in your community who you trust and do not isolate yourself. If you're feeling out of sync with things that are going on around you, there are people who can help you. Please don't try to do it all on your own. It is a very lonely path. And there are so many people who can support you during your challenging times. And if you aren't reaching out to people right away who um, understand you or are able to just hold a place for you to be able to express what you're feeling and help you through it, whether they're professionals or not, just keep at it. It is so worth it. And I tell you this from the bottom of my heart and with my entire being, that it might take a very long time, but it is worth it. It is worth navigating through the darkness of such an experience so that you can one day come back out into the light, find joy again, and uh, be a contributing member of your community who uh, makes a difference and, uh, and may even one day find yourself talking into a microphone, hoping that someone who is feeling the way that you felt um, won't have such a difficult journey because they'll know that it's worth the effort to keep doing the work and uh, so that you can come out of this not the same as you were before. I've I've learned that that's not possible, but a, a newer, integrated, more complex, and a more conscious human being because that's what it's going to take if this has affected you deeply. So um, I'll just shift gears for a moment here. And I also want to relate this to other conversations that I've had this week. Some were with clients, some were with people that I've had in my life for, you know, gosh, like over 20, 25 years in different capacities. And um, it doesn't take only world events to stir up worry and distraction in a person's life. And I think we have an epidemic 
I think that epidemic—excuse me—I think that epidemic is expressed in so many ways that are unhealthy and are keeping us from authentically engaging with the people around us. And consequently, um, sometimes it's left until we receive a shock to bring us out of it. That distraction um, looks like constant scrolling through social media feeds and looking for the news or it results in behaviors that we don't know are actually quite antisocial and serve to sort of take us away from the very thing that we're trying to create, which in the case of many of the people that I'm connected to, they're entrepreneurs, they have their own business, and they're they're members of a, a larger community making a difference, but they need to have that connection with themselves and in their own way are cutting themselves off from their true voice, from their true nature, and from being able to be present for people. And when we show up and we're not really present, we miss all kinds of opportunities. We miss opportunities, you know, at the most superficial level, we miss opportunities to do business and to achieve our goals. But we also miss opportunities to notice what's going on with the people around us. And as I was just talking about in the first part of this podcast, there are people in our midst who need us to be present for them, to notice that they need to be heard, to notice that they may be suffering, and to give each of us an opportunity to not just you know be more present, but to be better people. And so most of us spend way too much time up in our heads anyways, and then we get into this distracted state where we're too busy and uh, or we're just not fully present. So now I'm going to relate it back to um, the picture you might have clicked on, which is actually a picture out of my garden from last weekend, a good old dug up hostess. So for the gardeners out there, I apologize that this is often a totally different um tangent, but I want to bring it back around to what you can do when you're caught up in your head and uh, and basically have become ungrounded. So here are some of the things that I do personally as fairly regular practices to stay grounded. And let me tell you, they helped me significantly when I was navigating my the distraction and the grief and the trauma of my personal um, peak to pit experience. And they help me even now, which is why I integrate them into my, my current life. Um, first of all, um, I move my body. I don't love to run, but running loves me. I find running extremely grounded. And let me tell you how I am the slowest, most awkward runner there is. So, um, what running does for me, and if you if this resonates with you, but you think you're not a runner and could never run or don't have the body or the knees to run or whatever it is, if you want to give it a try, make sure that you join a Learn to Run program. The biggest problem with people um, taking up a physical activity, and I remember this from uh, not just my own experience, but my husband and I owned a gym for about five years, where people go for like... for from nothing to 
full on and they end up hurting themselves. So it's not the actual activity, it's how they're doing the actual activity. So whether it's weights or running or any kind of you know, change to your body's routine, especially as we get older, the body takes time to adapt. So running, I think it's, I, for me personally, I have a feeling it has something to do with the pounding. It keeps me, the pounding of my feet on the pavement, the awareness that I have to have of my body so that I'm not injuring. And, uh, and I want to say, of course, but the a sense of accomplishment of getting out and doing something that a lot of people don't do, especially when the weather's crap. When you go out for a run in the rain um, and nobody else is out there, you know you're doing something really good for yourself and it can be exhilarating. The other thing that I do on a regular basis is that I meditate. For those of you who are maybe a little unsure of meditation, there is a wonderful app called Headspace. Headspace is actually a company that uh, I believe came out of the UK to go full circle on Manchester, but it's an app that you have, um, you can get on your phone, and it is honestly one of the best um, learn to meditate experiences that you can have, and the value of um, putting in those few extra minutes a day to clear your mind and just go into um, a, a calmer state and allow yourself to connect, not just with, not with your th- chatter in your mind, but with a sense of mind and uh, ultimately a connection to something outside of yourself, if that makes any sense. So running and meditation. The other thing is laughter. When we're distracted, by worry and grief and stress, um, laughter tends to leak out of our lives, which is a shame. So making sure that you have time to get out with people that you can have a belly laugh with is incredible. And uh, laughter, there's all kinds of science on what laughter does for the mind and the body. And, uh, and it may seem like something that we take for granted, but ask yourself, when was the last time that you allowed yourself the freedom to have a belly laugh? And then lastly, last weekend, um, I was out in the garden all day, went crazy. And at the end of the day, I was covered in dirt. I had moved a bunch of plants, just really needed that outside time. I'd been at the computer a lot as I am now and uh, and needed to pull away from technology. When was the last time you pulled away from technology for a day and got yourself dirty? If you can't remember the last time, I'm going to suggest that you go and give it a try. After I came in from the garden that day, picked up the phone, I went out and I'd taken one picture, and it's the picture that was is the featured image with this podcast. The simple act of focusing on cleaning up the garden, moving some plants around, having my hands in the earth, and ultimately my hands and my knees in the earth and you know covered in dirt and greenery, was incredibly restorative. And it made me laugh a little bit because 
when uh, we owned the gym, every summer, this was out in an area of um, Canada that has a, a big long season and everything grows in the Okanagan Valley and the gardening is amazing. And we would every summer lose members from the, the gym because, to gardening. And it was frustrating for me and I'd always kind of go on a bit of a rant saying gardening is not exercise. And uh, I had to laugh because it certainly felt like exercise last Saturday, but um, what it's not is cardiovascular exercise. What it is, is a grounding experience. And we need to stay grounded to within ourselves, to the earth and aware of our environment and stop being so distracted up in our head. So there's a few things for you today as far as things that any of us can do. We can all move our bodies. We can all take some time to take care of our mind. We can find opportunities to laugh even at the silliest things with old friends or close relationships. And we can all get out there and put our hands in the dirt. I hope I've given you something to think about today and consider and um, to circle back around to the original emotion of this podcast. The bottom line, one of the most valuable things I've learned on my journey is to feel your feelings. Allow yourself to feel your feelings. Peel away some of the distractions of the day and you'll be a much freer, freer person, more grounded, more present, and more able to engage authentically with people around you. That's what we're here to do, folks. We're here to be. We're human beings, not human doings. You can't worry enough to fix anything and let alone anyone. Have a wonderful day. I'm looking forward to coming back to talk about something maybe a little bit lighter the next time. I've got a string of interviews that I'm lining up. I'm so excited to bring on some of the people uh, that I've met on my journey. Have a great day. And just remember, it's all about freedom. Let's free our inner gurus from this world of distraction so that we can show up as open-hearted, contributing human beings. Take care, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I know you have a lot of choice where you receive your inspiration and information. If these ideas and stories resonate with you, I would be so grateful if you would take a few extra seconds for two quick things. One, if there's an idea or moment in the story or conversation that you feel would make a difference in someone else's life, take a quick moment to share on whatever app or website you're listening on. And two, subscribe so that you can become part of the ongoing conversation. Big conversations become the catalyst for meaningful change. I'm Laura Tucker, signing off for Free Your Inner Guru.